tangible and abstract. Yeah. And it's very difficult to uh, to understand uh, what it means often when you read it, when, when, when you stumble upon the, mm. this word, the runes in these yeah. uh, poems. And I think very often that's uh, intentional. Yeah. Because can, can I ask they you were both. Yeah. Wh- what do you think? Because now you said it almost a little bit, but I've, I've actually often been thinking about or asking myself the question, what exactly does the word rune means? For instance, in the Havamal, if we mm. look at the Havamal. Yeah. Um, now, before I just made a little bit of a kind of associative speculation about it, <laughs> using Kabbalah to relate it to the secret of Amal. Yeah, but but, yeah, uh, but if, we, if we look at, for instance, the Runatal and the Havamal in an isolated, from an isolated perspective, mm. I've been asking myself, what was these runes? Was it songs? Mm. Was it runes in our oh, yeah. sense? Songs, the letters of, of the Futhark? Yeah. Yeah. Like in, in Finnish, the yeah. word yeah, runo laulu means songs. Yeah. And, and the word runabum um, uh, in Norwegian means a drum yeah. that you're beating on a Sami drum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And perhaps it's called a runabum because there are weird symbols on it. Mm. But it could also because you are singing with it. Exactly. Uh, and when I look at the Havamal... Uh, I, I I'm not seeing any uh, very cli- kind of unambiguous indications that these runes are necessarily stuff that are carved. Perhaps there isn't the end of the Havamal, actually. And this actually reminds mm. me that from uh, from reading your your work here, mm. that you had this amazing uh, consideration of things that you can do with runes, which is which is. Uh, Counted in the in the end of the Havamal. Yeah. Because I think that's really amazing. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know what what exactly what the runes mm. uh, are supposed to mean in the in 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 the Havamal. Um, but I could jump to the conclusion of my thesis, which was that uh, that that the runes were basically this uh, sort of um, uh, conjoining of opposites, mm. in in the sense that they are. Um, through uh, Odin's uh, cultivation of these runes, they have sort of almost like if you look at the runic character or the runic symbol in itself. Yeah. Uh, at least if you go to the younger Futhark, they all always have a main staff. They yeah. are composed of a main staff with different by staffs yeah. Yeah. that um, that make the, the 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 rune, the runic symbol. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think from you can use that almost as a metaphor. Uh, that that the way the runes are described, they sort of make a channel mm. between the overworld and the underworld, mm. Mm. Uh, which allows these people who have the uh, necessary esoteric knowledge about the runes to um, manifest this mm. potential mm. Uh, uh, from the underworld, almost as if you know, if you, if you drill for oil or something, mm. right? Um, and uh, the broad bridge <laughs> yeah exactly as as we have it from the norwegian rune poem mm. yeah with the rune ice mm. ice we uh, ice we call the broad bridge yeah mm. that connects it connects the um, or crosses the mm. boundary right like the crossing water is a very common image of, of yeah of, of the crossing the world. distinct the distinction between our world and, and yeah, the next exactly world. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. sorry i was i was bringing you off well, uh, I I don't know what I was talking about right now. <laughs> it, was, it was the, uh, the yeah. connection. Yeah, but I forgot what, what I was going to say about that. Uh, you asked about something. Yeah, you asked about um, what what they could be used for. Yeah, yeah, about my conclusion. That was it. Uh, 
that they they somehow uh, mediate between these opposites, right? Mm. We have uh, knowledge and uh, agency and mm. also yeah, over underworld and all this mm. stuff, mm. life and death. Um, so as as you say, we have this um, this very mysterious stanza in in Hovamol that's part of the Runatal. It's stanza 144, and almost like, it's almost like it's it's points. Uh, on a sort of PowerPoint presentation, right? The most important <laughs> stuff you need to know when yeah. dappling with this rune magic, right? Mm. Um, yeah, so it, it, it's, uh, it's, and it's composed in a different meter than the other stanzas as well. I think it's this so-called Galdra Mole or something Gal- like that. Maybe. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I mean, don't quote me on this, but the, it's it's a it's a very different um, poetic meter than the other verses, right? Um, so that okay. that shows mm. its uh, its significance in one way. Okay, but it goes. It's it's uh, divided into Galdralag. Galdralag, that's mm. the one. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, composed of eight eight lines uh, divided into four parts, and the first mm. part um, sounds like this: Veits to Kveristaskal, Kveits to Virodaskal. Um, and it can be translated into there are two choices of translating these it can be translated as a, as a question do you know how to carve the runes um, and do you know how to um, interpret or how to counsel the runes right Rista and Roda but it can also be that also means something about mastering something or control like or yeah, maybe like um, when you, you read know, like Icelandic, in Danish, king, if, if you will rather over a, or something. Yeah, I can't actually quite remember. Okay, anyway, maybe. Yeah, uh, I I can't remember right now, but it's a possibility. At least in modern uh, Scandinavian, modern mm, Danish, mm. it it has the same meaning, right? To roll or no and. Uh, I think you're correct, but I, 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 I'm, I'm not 100% sure. But anyway, it can be translated as a question. Do you know, do you know how to yes. do this and this? But it can also be translated into a, um, a, like an imperative. Mm-hmm. Know how to do this. Ah, know how yeah. to do that. Right. And so then, that's, a, that's the um, translator's mm-hmm. uh, choice, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and this kind of uh, polyvalence uh, or like different meanings is obviously uh, or it seems very intentional yeah there, there is like a know-how to know and but yeah. also a when you have obtained that knowledge then you can you can answer yes to it uh, sure yeah, yeah that that's true uh, anyway these two stanzas with these key verbs mm-hmm. rista and roda to mm-hmm. uh, uh, cut uh, and to interpret or mm. to counsel the runes. Uh, they constitute what I um, perceive as the sort of first level of this runic uh, magical knowledge, which has to do with manifesting the runes um, and, of course, also me- uh, knowing what the different types of runes uh, signify, right? Mm. What they mean. Mm. Um, and then we have the next level. Uh, it goes like this: Veits to hve foaskal, hveits to fristaskal. Do you know how to color the runes? Do you know how to test the runes? Mm. And uh, I see this as 
like the first level of uh, the runes being sort of operationalized, maybe, mm. um, that you can test the runes in order to find out, do they, I mean, do they do as you want them to do in mm. the sense that it could be, of course, interpreted in a, from the writing perspective. Do you know how to, mm. you know, spell words mm. so people can understand them? Uh, but also in a, in a more esoteric way. I mean, do you know how to test uh, if you get the results you want with mm. this mm. Uh, use of runes, right? And then there's the coloring aspect, the four, um, which um, probably, or well, not probably, in my opinion, it can have something to do with uh, empowering the runes or in, endowing these runes with agency uh, through the use of color, uh, maybe through the use of blood uh, or maybe through the use of mm. other bodily fluids or through the use of association mm. of different colors with different, mm. uh, well, perspectives or different um, uh, powers. Mm. I, I, as I, I find this, this particular word interesting, color, uh, because when you, uh, if you compare, and of course this is a much later practice, but if you compare it to to the later Icelandic magic, where which is very focused on these making symbols, yeah. then they are made, they they are colored with different kinds of, yeah. and and that can be everything from actual carving, perhaps in a piece of lead or in a piece of silver, uh, <clears throat> but also like coloring with specific, yeah. and sometimes it's actually not something that would last like with the spittle of your finger or uh, a blood from the wing of one specific bird you take out and then you use that or something like that so yeah. so there's a, and surely these galdastavia uh the way that this coloring works uh looks like a technology there's something to know there yeah um yeah yeah and it's the it's the exact same uh, thing we find in sigatrivomol <clears throat> in, in the description of the runes they there are some very uh, specific parts uh for instance of the sword that you need to carve mm. a specific rune on in order to make it give you victory in mm. battle and also uh in in, in um, regarding the uh, runes used for uh, he helping women mm. uh, give birth um there's something about you need to have you need to write these runes on well there's like a um there's like something with the limbs of a certain tree that oh, yeah. uh, that yeah, yeah. Uh, sort of points to the east that you mm. used to uh, need to use, and also the limbs of this uh, child laboring woman mm. that are somehow associated, and right. then you need to somehow use runes in connection mm. with this. Mm. So there are, there are definitely these very specific ways of using the runes mm. with specific materials. Yeah. And it doesn't really, in Secret Rebomal, says anything about color as far as no. I remember. But, no. I mean, why not? Yeah. That's a, I think the, a, a in, human way of... In the uh, Secret Rebomal, if I remember correctly, it says with the sword, it says, Nevna tu svar tu. Yeah, exactly. So, and that, that uh, and then we have doesn't that just mean say? Nevna? Yeah, Nevna, yeah. Uh, so, so, so that might be, it might basically be pr pronouncing the name exactly. of the rune and the deity over the sword. Yeah. But it could also be something that we wouldn't be able to see today, coloring actually the sword with something that, that yeah. because I don't think any swords have, have actually been found with uh, tear runes marked on them. I, I don't <clears> think <throat> so either, no. But, but, but there are bracketates where you find 
the Tirun doubled. Yeah. So there's yeah. like almost a like little pine tree. Yeah, of, tripled, of, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and also um, inscriptions on stone. Yeah. And yeah. Um, oh, yeah, the Kulva stone has one of these. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah, it ends with it. Uh, or in the end of the inscription. But anyway, um, yeah, there we again have a clear um, sort of entanglement again, if we, if we take this exact example with, with the tier rune in, in, in Sigurdjibomal, mm-hmm. the mentioning of the seeker runes, the victory runes. We have this uh, entanglement of some, some sort of uh, auditory uh, component. They, they has to be spoken out loud. Mm-hmm. And we don't really know if, if uh, it's the name of the rune tier or the mm. name of the deity because both have the same name yeah. but in all probability it's probably both at the same time right totally. and and again we uh, the the voice is used as a sort mm. of vehicle to um uh, to give these rooms mm. agency mm. to manifest them yeah. into the world where yeah. they can work right i would i, I would <clears throat> say that that even like not necessarily, but like dis- the distinguishing between the god, the name of the god, and the name of the rune hmm. uh, is like it's a very modern way yeah, of thinking. Yeah. Like, okay, we need to distinguish. Yeah. Whereas, there's actually like other than modern peoples will not distinguish like that. If 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 a symbol is called yeah. by a specific uh, figure's name, yeah. then it's not like there isn't really a distinction. No. I think they are the uh, same. Yeah, uh, at least in in a sense. Maybe not completely identical, but still at least very related. Right? Well, they They're share not, nature. They aren't them. separated. They are mm. sort of different yeah. aspects of the same yeah. underlying reality somehow, mm. right? Yeah. All right. So that's the next level, right? Uh, um, the foa, the coloring, and then the freista, the testing. Mm. And then we comes to the third part of this uh, technical uh, rune, uh, magical... Uh, uh, curriculum almost right. Kveits to kvibidiaskal, kveits to kvibloutaskal. Do you know how to pray, and do you know how to sacrifice to bloat? Mm-hmm. Um, and this, my, my, can I ask, what is the object of that? Kveits to kvibloutaskal. Well, so is that well? I, if you follow the logic, kveits to kvibridaskal, kveits to kvibradaskal. Yeah. The object is runes. Yeah. Do you know how to carve runes? Yeah. Do you know how to uh, read runes? Right. <laughs> but yeah. uh, but here, do you know how to bloat runes? <laughs> yeah. Do you know how to pray well, runes? That's an excellent question. <laughs> because uh, yeah, I mean, in all these uh, in all these lines, uh, the object of the sentence is uh, implicit. Yeah. It's not yeah. stated. So um, there are there are at least two ways you can go to the, uh, you but can so, try to decipher this, this. But this verse follows directly after the magical song. Exactly, right? it's so. it's part of the runatal. It's part yeah. of Odin's cultivation of the runes. Yeah. Uh, so of course it it makes sense in 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 the sort of textual context that yeah. this is about the runes because the the stances preceding yeah. this has to do with the runes and also the stances. Yeah. Uh, after and by the way they also start with do you know how to carve them and exactly that's the them. second part right <laughs> rista and roda specifically mm-hmm. uh, rista yeah. especially is always uh, i mean it's like yeah. a, a terminus technicus for rune carving right yeah. so of course that's very very obvious uh, but i you could say that it's it's almost like it's a progressive um 
<laughs> abstraction regarding the runes here. It starts with this very obvious. Uh, it, it's very obvious. It has something mm. to do with the runes with Rista and Roda, and then this gets sort of more and more uh, intransparent that it has mm. anything to do with the runes. And the sort of um, um, the general consensus about scholars of, of, of this material is that it's only the first two lines or maybe four lines that has to do with the runes and the next the, the final four probably doesn't have anything to do with the runes at least there are many scholars who, who sounds, think that I mean to my ears be, that sounds a little bit like wishful thinking <laughs> from the point of view yeah. of scholars who don't want runes to be anything mysterious that's at least that, yeah. that is the kind of stuff that hippies think yeah <laughs> exactly that's, that's, that's the way I understand it also I mean because you know runes no they don't have anything to do with Lota, with sacrifice, I mean, or I mean, with Abidia, right? I mean, when I look at this, it seems... Yeah, obvious. yeah. I think, I mean, you really need to do some, uh, <laughs> I mean, some some dodgy moves in order to to read the runes out of this material here, right? <clears throat> yeah. But yeah, how do you how do you sacrifice? How do you bloat the mm. runes or with the runes? I mm. mean, yeah. uh, I don't know. And yeah. the same with the sacrifice. How do you do that? Oh, mm. not the sacrifice, the praying part. Yeah. I mean, maybe, I mean, it's, all, it's uh, easy to imagine that you can pray to the divine mm. spheres by writing something with the runes, mm. right? Uh, or you can write something mm. that you use in the blood or something. I don't know. Uh, but, but it could also mean, it's, all, it's tempting to think that, like, you carve the rune, you also bloat the rune, that the, uh, the rune is the object for the bloating. So you're mm. actually, yeah. you're, you're, you're rich, yeah. making a ritual to, to the rune. Or you are making a prayer to the room. Sure. And I mean, I, it's it's a it's a I mean, it's a but I mean very I, easy to imagine. Yeah. But it is imagination. It's yeah. it's, it's very speculative yeah. because we don't have any other sources that yeah. tells us about this stuff, yeah. right? I mean, we uh, could, we could look at it in parallel with yep with specific things like Magnus uh, Habanus Magnus, yeah. who says exactly what is it he says about that the Marco Mani or the Nomani or what yeah. the, whatever Mani. <laughs> <laughs> did with the did with the runes. Yeah, it's something about uh, they used runes for uh, incantations and uh, songs or something okay. like that, right? Yeah. Which, by uh, the way, is very similar to what the Finns when the Finns yeah. called uh, their songs uh, old songs runo yeah. meaning rune songs. Or the, perhaps that is the the parallel relation that could um, uh, shed some light on this. That sure. that uh, invocational singing. Yeah. of sorts yeah. could have some sort of... Uh... I mean, that's very, very probable because um, it's without a doubt that that um, uh, uh, spoken words or uh, and songs especially were a, a, a fundamental component of, of uh, Old Norse sorcery, if you want to call mm. it that, right? With these ljoths, as it's mm. called in Old Norse, which basically means songs. Yeah. And often, uh, I mean, it seems to be magical songs right yeah. songs that yeah. that does something yeah. this by the um, way is i find an amazingly stable part of northern european yeah. culture this idea that singing is important yeah and like uh, if you see uh stuff like swedish drink drinking songs yeah. that are in fact very beautiful and 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 they have this very uh and and there's also a Danish singing uh, in 
troubled times. Like now, as we are making this video, we have COVID, and there's been like these national singing things going mm. on, uh, referring back to the Second World War when yeah. people gathered to sing. Yeah. I think an important part, I'm, I'm not so strong in this part of <coughs> history, but an important part of the implementation of uh, Protestantism, Lutheranism in Northern Europe came because the printing press made specific kinds of singing available throughout Northern Europe. Mm. So psalms were basically uh, spread throughout uh, Northern Europe and that was uh, propelling the spread of, mm. of Protestantism. Yeah. And if we look at the importance of singing in, for instance, uh, traditional Danish Christianity, then it's basically, it is a singing religion. It's, it's <laughs> you know, what yeah. it's about. Um, yeah, you quite, could argue quite a very that, important element. At least that's one. That's almost the the only uh, aspect of uh, mass where uh, the attendants are actually active. That's yeah. that's during yeah. the singing of psalms, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah sure. I mean, at, and of course, it creates uh, a sense of community, mm. uh, belonging, uh, but also, I mean, it, it can it, it it puts you in a in a in another state of mind mm. and can also be used to. to uh, obtain some sort of altered consciousness mm, yeah. if, if used ritually right so it's mm. it's um it's definitely a um, a powerful tool mm. but uh, sorry i i i well went, i went off script a little that's bit there the, uh, you were talking <laughs> you were talking about the yeah, uh that's uh, the rules of of, <laughs> of this uh, of the game right now right that totally. we just <laughs> ping pong back and forth is, all right so let's just freer than normally <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay so let's just round off this uh this uh, stamps on 144, yeah. right? We have this, um, the first section that has to do with manifesting runes, and we have this with testing the runes and somehow activating them. And then we have this um, uh, ceremonial or religious, you might call it, uh, level. And then finally we got um, something which seems to have something to do with especially this um, agency of the runes. Mm -hmm. Which goes something like, do you know how to uh, send mm. send them? And do you know how to um, erase them or destroy them? Okay. Is that soa? Soa, yeah. Okay. That's a very uh, disputed, or the meaning of, yeah. of, of this verb is very disputed. But it has, at least to me, it seems like it, it's, its meaning here has something to do with destroying something. Yeah. Whether it's... Um, yeah, yeah. In in one sense or another, but um, the way I interpret this is that if I mean that's like the magician's level, right? That's yeah. like the proper <laughs> room magician's yeah. level, right? When you have advanced to that, you know how to carve them, you know how to yeah. use them, you know how to use them in ritual, and maybe public ritual, yeah. and then you know how to use them for all the. Uh, you know, the sorcery, the yeah. magical stuff. Yeah. You know how to send these runes out in, in the cosmos where they can do their work, uh, mm. uh, do stuff, change stuff according to your uh, will. Mm. And then you also know how to um, erase or destroy mm. this to stop them from working when they yeah. have done their yeah. um, part, right? Totally. I think this this thing about sending is very related to to what we might talk about in another video about um, uh, Danish medieval ballads, yeah. who are actually very focused on runes, yeah. and where this sending aspect actually appears yeah. very uh, very very central. Yeah. And uh, just to 
go back a little bit to my Kabbalah example mm-hmm. uh, or my Kabbalah parallel to this. Um, do you know how to make a golem? How, how you do that? Yeah. You write, you, you make a figure of clay yeah. and then you write a name for God, which is the name Emeth, yeah. uh, meaning truth in the forehead of this, uh, this golem. And then you have uh, empowered it. Yeah. Now this is it's pretty hectic because one of the first commandments in no the first commandment in the Torah yeah. is do not make a graven image. So the, what do we do? We make <laughs> graven images. Is what, is, is what I love about Judaism. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's so rich in 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 like radical yeah. contradictions and yeah. and but then the soa part yeah. the erasing yeah. the runes here is that you erase the first letter the the first uh, aleph. Yeah. And, and then, then, it comes, then it says, I can't remember. It, say, it, it says, it says mot, mot, which yeah. means death, and then it dies. Oh yeah, that's true. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's a. It, it's elegant. Yeah. It's, a, um, it's a it's a great uh, great example. Yeah, but also, I mean, we also find this uh, again this specific word senda to send, which of course have many meanings and are used mm-hmm. in, in, a, in a wide variety of contexts. But we find it also specifically in um, in uh, in Sigurdrivomol, in the end of this uh, of Sigurdriva's teaching mm-hmm. of the runes mm-hmm. to um, Sigurd, uh, we find a stanza that uh, I can't remember the exact words now, but it it has to do with the distribution of these runes uh, in the world, where I think they are somehow they are. Uh, written down and then they are sort of scraped off and uh, yeah. put into some sort of fluid into yeah. meat or something mm. Mm. Uh, which again uh, parallels this uh, stanza from from um, Runatal mm. or Hovamal 144 very very well mm. um, and we also find it in, 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 in different sagas uh, for instance in, in the saga of Egil Skallagrimsson mm. Where uh, we have this very famous example of, of this uh, hillbilly dude who's trying to uh, make a, a, a young girl uh, desire him, mm. and then he has written some runes in a whale bone and put it in her bed or under mm. her bed, and then she gets very very ill because mm. he doesn't know how to mm. do it properly. Mm. He has botched the rune magic, which has consequences. Mm. Um, and then, of course, Eel comes by and he corrects it, uh, corrects it, and and uh, make uh, make the right runes, and she gets uh, uh, well again. But the way he does it is that he takes this whalebone and then he scrapes off the runes mm-hmm. that are inscribed upon it, and I think he throws the remains in the fire, which is a way of mm-hmm. destroying them, of, mm-hmm. you know, soa. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, there are yeah. I think quite a few parallels, mm-hmm. mirroring or at least. Indicating some sort of ritual, um, uh, uh, special knowledge yeah. of how to uh, use these runes in a uh, magical religious mm. setting. Yeah. Totally, I think, and I think this particular example of um, scraping them into something you drink. Mm. I mean, to me, that is just the shit <laughs> because it th- this thing about there is an alcoholic drink and yeah. there are runes in it, yeah, yeah. and and uh, and again, this is associative sort of 
relating to other kinds of culture that that uh, one thing is that you scrape runes in it like in yeah. in uh, Secret River Mall and yeah. perhaps that could empower a drink in certain ways and you see throughout the Elder Edda you see yeah. this thing about the powerful drink the initiatory drink yeah. uh, and uh, actually it's a topos it's a yeah. motif it is yeah and but you also see like if we think about runes as singing uh, or something that perhaps gives you the capacity to think mm-hmm. to sing then this idea and i think sweden is is, is this idea that you drink and then you start singing <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a cliche but it's but it's also uh, i think there's also some some level of culture in it yeah. and uh, or deep culture in it and um, another aspect that i've been thinking about with this exact uh, is this idea of a drinking ball a common drinking mm. ball mm. that we've also been talking yeah. about that where you have uh, there's particularly one completely amazing norwegian drinking ball where inside it is inscribed a prayer mm. and this is much newer it's perhaps mm. from the 17th century or something like that or 18th um And there's a prayer that empowers the king, and then on the outside there's also a uh, a um, kind of a motto written down, mm. which is a little bit humoristic. It says, uh, "It says, he who drinks sleep well. He who t- sleeps doesn't sin. He who doesn't sin is saved. So he who drinks is saved." <laughs> and and it's it's it, it's uh, humoristic. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's kind of this sort of popular wit inside it yeah, but yeah, the, yeah. but I think it's also a double play where yeah. the actual sacrality yeah. or sacredness of drinking yeah. in this common drinking ball with a sure, prayer for sure. the power of the king is going around yeah. and this whole thing about putting writing into this uh, yeah. I would say sort of sacred drinking vessel yeah. is to me it, it, it I, I can't help seeing uh, a little bit of a parallel to yeah. these these ancient ideas of of sure carving letters into something that's drunk no i mean it's it's um, indisputable that this uh, drinking culture is uh, is very old right uh, the, the, the mm-hmm. nordic drinking culture um however you want to define that sure but but i mean it it as you said this uh, this uh, fluid uh, that that you drink in i mean it's described so many places in in the Nor- mm-hmm. nordic nordic mythology i mean, and and also actually in 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 the runatal where Odin has uh, received these runes, um, in in the following stanza, after he has uh, fallen down from from the tree, uh, we are told that he learned nine fimbuljodar, yes. nine mighty songs uh, from this uh, Jotun. This giant uh, character, which yeah, we you said it was a woman. I think it's a male, but anyway. Um, and then it is sort of uh, the deal is, is is sort of sealed with a drink, as yeah. I, if I remember yeah. correctly. Uh, and also, at least um, it is. It is. I it, don't remember the wording, but it no, is. me neither. But uh, and also in in, in Sigurdrivumol, where um, where Sigurdrivu starts to initiate Sigurdr in this uh, knowledge of the rooms, she starts by giving his give him give him giving him this drink, as I said, this minisvegu, this memory drink, 
which is clearly somehow magically charged. Mm. Um, and then it also, as I said, ends with mm. this uh, mentioning of this fluid in, in, mm. in, in, in relation with the runes, right? Mm. But, I mean, and, and also it makes sense from a sort of um, more, I don't know, more uh, down-to-earth sort of interpretation that when you drink something, what do you do? I mean, you put it inside your body. It mm. becomes a part of you physically, mm. right? Mm. So, of course, that's one way of receiving knowledge. Mm. I mean, also, mm. if you understand something, you take it mm. inside and mm. integrate yeah. it into yourself, right? Yeah. So, it has a clear parallel, yeah. this um, totally. this way of thinking, yeah. I mean, by and association. It's, mm. And um, it's, a, it's a very uh, common religious motive that you find, find throughout the world, the idea that, that you are... Um, you are uh, it's something that goes into the body mm. uh, that that has religious meaning yeah. or it's culturally charged. Exactly. So eating stuff yeah, is yeah, culturally yeah. charged. Sexual act- activities yeah. are also culturally charged yeah. and can be either banned in certain ways or they can be uh, kind of prescribed in certain ways or can be inverted yeah. in certain yeah, ways. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's a it's a yeah a steady a rudimentary component of basically all religions or magical mm. traditions, right? Mm. I also yeah. remember some. I think it's some sort of Muslim practice. I think it's from some Sufi order or something like that. When you write, uh, you can write on a what's it called a towel? I don't know. A board. Yeah, like a board with chalk. Yeah. Uh, you can write some sort of. Uh, name of Allah or, or something and then you can sort of uh, scrape it off yeah. and mix it into a drink right yeah. and then you get this uh, yeah in, uh, in West Africa they, they would they, they take a Quranic verse and then they, they can yeah, that's they it. can Quranic wash it verse, yeah. off the water and so they basically drink the, uh, the, a, a water with the ink of a Quranic word okay, verse as ink. a way of yeah. of, of becoming sure. uh, invulnerable for yeah. instance and I think the I mean it's so similar to to what we were talking about from the nordic um, nordic material that i'm tempted to you know describe it as a sort of almost universal yeah. way of thinking right i think so too and i think yeah. it is if, if you go I, mean, yeah. I think you can find traces of this in, yeah. in basically every culture that yeah. that that is at least semi uh, uh, literate or yeah. semi uh, I, I also think that you know and this is i this kind of universal ways of handling stuff. I also think that that might be the case with the stuff I'm I'm talking about with uh, with different materials being used in order to affect, uh, for instance, a magic or something like that. Yeah. That you 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 uh, that where, where here I refer it to the Icelandic Galdas stuff, but in actual fact, that kind of idea is something you find everywhere. Yeah. That you, for instance, you can make a, a an amulet by taking specific parts of nature, and then you make them mix them together, and you have a concoction yeah. that, that that does yeah. something specific. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and yeah. and I think that those kinds of parallels are often, uh, I think, well, I mean, at least to me, important in in trying to understand what Nordic uh, religiosity, sure. prehist, yeah. uh, prehistoric Nordic yeah. religiosity, might have been about yeah. when it's difficult to see it. Um, yeah, yeah. You need to have, or yeah, I, I can't see any other approach than at least being partly um, comparative when you study mm, this, because mm. there are so many gaps in our knowledge, yeah. so much material that hasn't been passed down through the ages. So yeah. of course we have to look at other cultures. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Great. Um, you know what? Yeah. Uh, perhaps <coughs> we should just finalize here. Sure. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> uh, but. Um, 
This is Benjamin Weber Peterson, who's uh, an awesome guy. I think if there, was, if, if there was one guy that I wished lived in Copenhagen, so I could have beer with him a little bit more often, it would probably be this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and he uh, thank has, you, thank he you. used to teach Old Norse at the uh, University of Odense here, yeah. and uh, has. Uh, done studies in runes and uh, his uh, master's thesis on runes when I wrote when I read that I was a little bit like damn that is some stuff that I oh. wish that I wrote <laughs> I'm glad to hear yeah, <laughs> and thanks. particularly uh, I think I, ho- I hope that one day it will be uh, perhaps also available in English some of these considerations yeah. of the polyvalent meanings of the, the this last verse here in, in the yeah. Runatal uh, and uh, because I really think it's, it's, it's very very uh, kind of Inspire, inspirational to read and yeah. important knowledge about runes. Oh, that's lovely to so. hear. Really. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, man. So, so thank you I'm for giving, contributing yeah. to my channel with your amazing and rare and exquisite <laughs> knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> woo, woo. Cool. Yeah, sure. And see you around. <laughs> thanks. Bye, bye.